Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... It's Matthew... Um... Stallion... Hot. What was the name of their band? Stallion? White wild, Stallion? wild Wild Stallions. Wild Stallion Hoss. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> so, today, Matthew... We are venturing into the world of an unaired pilot for a TV series that actually had one season. The name of the television show is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. The greatest television series that ever aired. Cue guitar solo. <laughs> it, uh... If this show never had aired, the world as we know it would not be the same. Right. It's true, actually. Yes. By the way, that little guitar solo thing I did, that, that's exactly how a guitar solo sounds like. So just letting you know. Wow. Every time you listen to a band and it goes, it plays a guitar solo, that's actually not the way it's supposed to sound. It's supposed to sound like, <laughs> that's how it sounds. So, so just letting you know. You've been listening to fraudulent music this entire time, so... So, like, the late Eddie Van Halen's career was all just a joke. No, it wasn't a joke, it's just that it was a guitar. I don't know what he was playing. Some other instrument, probably, I don't know. But, um... What about... Played uh, it well. What What about, um, Hendrix? <clears throat> Same deal. I, I, I heard that it was actually an accordion that was stuck inside a vessel to make it look like it was a guitar. So it was like a was, tiny accordion inside of a. Oh, it was it was really small. It was like you know like a miniature. You know, I think it was made for like mice or rats to play with, like in their cages. You know. To, and is that why he was trying to break the guitar on stage? Is because he was trying to get the accordion out. Yeah. Well, he's also trying to free the rats as well, because he was like an animal rights type of person. So there were, he didn't. There were rats in there. Okay. 
you didn't think it was right that the rats would be stuck inside of his guitar and, and having all that vibration kind of hurt and Did he really have this talent or was it the rats? Well, it was kind of a combination. There's there's disagreement among scholars if it was 50-50 or 60-40, I'm not sure. But definitely, I think it was Jimmy, Jimmy the majority kind of getting assistance. So this from, isn't like a Ratatouille sort of situation where... Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Well, no, it's more of like a Ratatouille... Well, it's more of like a reverse Ratatouille where the mice are helping the... The chef, not the chef helping the mice. I never saw Ratatouille, so I'm not, I just that's what I assume it's about. But uh. actually, no, it's um the 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 basically the you should you really need to watch Pixar movies, Matt. I mean, I'm just saying in general. I'm so, just not a huge fan of Pixar. I don't know why. I just, I don't, I'm just telling you, they're good. Um, Soul is amazing. Anyways, um, so back to reality here, folks. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, but 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 just to, just j- but just to be clear, the the plot of Ratatouille is about a is about a a rat that's really good at making food, and he basically controls a chef. Okay, so yeah, that's cool. Who's not good at making food? <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's that. <laughs> yeah. I did not save you the time of watching it, though. It's still a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> which pixar movies have you seen matt <clears throat> well um toy story yeah um i mean all the toy stories um mm-hmm. those are good right well no no actually not not the fourth one the the first three yeah i like those um you should watch the fourth one my, it's good too yeah, yeah. yeah i've heard I mean, they're not my favorite movies but i like toy story i, I mean i've probably seen um was wally one of the pixar movies yes yeah i liked wally that was pretty good um I'm just, I don't know, just that style of animation is just not my favorite style, that's all. It's just, uh, I know it's good. I know yeah. that, you know, people are talented but to you, make you, it. But you should really watch Soul and Inside Out. Yeah, I watched, I've heard of, yeah, I've heard of Inside Out. Watch, um, watch both of those. Soul is okay. amazing and Inside Out. They're both directed by the same guy. Um, okay. They're, 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 they're both really heartwarming, touching movies. Yeah. Yes. And they make you think a lot about life. Yeah. So. I'm going to cry. I'll, I'll probably check it out eventually. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna <clears> I'm not watching. But I'm not watching all of the weird shit that I watch. And. Um, For and, the podcast? Well, just. Yeah. But in general, just re watching the same show over and over. Like. Yes. I've already rewatched like the Flash, the recent episode of the Flash, like probably five times by now. The the one where they're stuck in the nineties. Um, so you could have watched like two Pixar movies instead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird because it's like for me. Okay, so like the weird thing about that is that like, like for example, like Legends of Tomorrow, I'll watch like an episode, and I'm like, well. It's only 42 minutes long, so it's like, you know, like, it's it's shorter than a movie, but then I end up watching three episodes, so it's like the same amount of time yes. you know, that a movie would be, so. I do the same. Uh, I do the same thing. I think everybody does. So, anyways, back to this television series we're covering today for the podcast. Um, so, the, the on-aired pilot of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures is um, was directed by Andy Tennant. 
um, it was written by Savage Steve Holland. Yes, that is his name. <laughs> Savage Steve Holland. That's a great name. It sounds like a wrestler, you know. It does. Yeah. And uh, that was the and Darren Star. The story, the teleplays by that. By the way, Darren Star created Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Sex in the City. Oh wow! And you wrote this. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you sometimes you know you you strike. You know, lightning strikes, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't. Yes, and uh, Andy Tennant, who directed this, directed Sweet Home Alabama, Hitch, Fool's Gold, Ever After a Cinderella Story, um, he's also... Directed seven episodes of The Kaminsky Method on Netflix. Um, Yeah. He uh, directed episodes of Sliders. He directed the the pilot of Sliders, actually. Um, Prior to this, he he directed an episode of Ferris Bueller, which you've covered the (laughs) pilot of here. Um... Directed episodes of The Wonder Years, and um, ep- um, several episodes of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was basically a Ferris Bueller knockoff. Yeah. So, yeah. A more successful one. Yes. <laughs> he also directed the uh, television series The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., the Amy Fisher story. <laughs> So a lot of different things here. I just wanted yeah. to look him up because I was curious, but yeah. Um, like I said, Darren Starr was the creator of 90210, Sex in the City. Um, the current show, Emily in Paris. He, oh, okay. uh, he created the television series Younger. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he also created the television series Gross Point, which was a uh, 17-episode television series, which I have on DVD, and it's actually really good if you've never seen it. So, anyways. um, Yep. Yep, there's that. Um... So, um, this series was, came out in 1990. Um, actually it came out in 1992, I should say. Um, the movie came out in 89. It was the animated series that came out in 90. I'm sorry, I was reading wrong. Um, so, yeah, so... Basically, it's where we follow the characters of Bill and Ted after the events of the movie. Um, in this uh, in this episode, what what really happens here, Matt? What starts to happen here? <laughs> they're you know they're practicing in the basement or whatever, playing 
ridiculous sounding music that's absolutely terrible and and then for some reason bill's mom comes downstairs in the bikini and is like bending over suggestively and prior to that they, they blow the amp what's that oh yeah yeah, they, yeah the, the amp yeah so they're playing too loud, loud and then the amp gets destroyed and they're like oh shoot uh, we have a concert to play tomorrow or whatever, like the prom or some bullshit, and we can't do it now because the amp is dead because, you know, they're idiots and didn't think, hey, you know, maybe turn down the amp a little bit because you don't really need it to be that loud, and you can't even hear music when it's played that loud. All it is is just a bunch of distortion, so it actually makes sense as a musician to play with the volume turned down a little bit so you can actually hear the fucking notes that you're playing. But anyway, I digress from that. Um, <laughs> and then Bill's mom comes down in a fucking bikini and is like looking all hot and shit and like offering them drinks or sandwiches or some bullshit. And then like Ted's like, oh, your mom's so hot, man. Bill's like, shut up, man. And then the dad comes down and they start making out in front of the kids. Yeah. And yeah. that goes on for like 20 seconds this is awkward and then the dad's like I'm not going to buy you a new amp that costs $400 you got to get a job to buy an amp and they're like jobs Ugh, what's that Ugh. and then, like guitar solo thing happens or whatever and then they're like oh no we got to go apply for jobs to get this amp and then something else happens that no, then, like, the dude from the first movie, like, the Time God guy or whatever. Rufus. So, yeah, shows up, and he's like, you gotta play that show tomorrow, because if you don't, bad shit's gonna happen. I don't remember what he said. And then, like, oh, no, we gotta go do this. And then they get into the phone booth and, and travel through time. And then, but then they find themselves in, like, 1920s, like, like one of these, like, gangster films, and, like, this woman is running away and they're like got their Tommy guns and they're like shooting at her and then uh they're about to kill her and then that's where they land and it like crushes the one dude from like the telephone booth. Right like, okay, prior to that yeah. <laughs> they went to apply for a job. Oh they did that at that time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was before they, 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 they went to apply for the job at um at at um to Mr. Keelson at the uh, at this at this Nail World hardware store. Yeah. And um, he said that he would give them both jobs if one of them would take his daughter to the prom. And uh, I guess she's a bigger girl who's not attractive, according to these guys. And... Um, they basically say all this stuff right in front of the dad. And so he's like, no, you can't have a job. And uh, he kicks them out of the place and he throws this crime magazine, this this crime story magazine at them. And uh, they go to try to travel back to redo the thing. And somebody throws a football at uh, at the antenna on the top of the phone booth that they travel time through. Um, and they, it breaks the antenna so that it won't work, so they can't time travel. So they fix it with a shoestring and the magazine wrapped around it. 
And so because the magazine's there, they basically, instead of time traveling, get zapped into the magazine. Which is kind of like a comic book sort of magazine, like a, a, a kind of Pulp Fiction noir sort of thing, you know? Not Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction like the movie Pulp Fiction, just, you know, making that clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, like a, a Pulp Fiction comic book. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, and, and so they end up in this, uh, in this, uh, black and white r- world where they basically save the life of, uh, of this, um, of this girl who's kind of like the girlfriend of like a mobster or something. And, uh, what were you saying? They flatten this guy. <laughs> and, uh, they, so they, 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 they basically are got guns coming at them. So they get in there and then they travel back to, you know, to Sam, De- Sam, San Dimas. And, uh, they bring the girl with them. Her name is Roxanne. Played by Jamie, um, Lunar. Lunar? Lunar? I don't know. She's, a. She was actually one of my first crushes when I was a kid. I remember liking her. <laughs> um, she was on a lot of television series and stuff like that. And later on, all my children. and Different things. Anyway, so you would know her if you saw her. And, you know, hopefully what, that you're listening to this, maybe you did see the uh, the, the episode. Um, yeah, so they, they get back. And um, I think we should take a break right now, Matt. So then we can come back and talk more about this. Because... Okay. Uh, I'm going to leave people in suspense to find out what happens next. Okay. Which you should probably already know because you probably watched the episode. If you're listening to this. Yeah, well. Maybe. Or maybe not. We'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there We are back, dude. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Come on, dude. Yeah. 
totally. Like, um, so like, like, dude, what, what, where, where are we going from here, man? Um, yeah, they bring her back and she's like, it's still in black and white, which is kind of a cool effect. And, um, and like they go to their, go to Bill's house, I think, or something. And, uh, just tell her to stay put trying to figure out, you know, how to get her back or what you know, what's happening. And so, like, they leave her with Bill's mom to chat with her or whatever. Yeah, Bill's stepmom. And, uh, I mean, step- oh, yeah. I thought it was his mom. No, it's a stepmom. She's only, a, she's only, a, like, a year or two older than them. Like, in, in the first, oh, okay. in the first movie, we, it's, it's established that, you know, she's, she was in school with them. Oh, okay. And then, uh, Bill's dad married her. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. Like, well, good because that that makes like the the hot mom stuff a little bit less um, creepy and scary. Yeah, because like I thought that like she's she's way too acting way too familiar. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she, she she's only like a she's only like a, a couple years older than Bill and Ted. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, yeah, because like uh, I think uh, like it, I, I'm trying to remember like in the in the movie or one of the things, one of the things they, they talked about how, you know, uh, I think Ted wanted to take her to prom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyways, um, we, they, they then go back to the nail world and try to redo their, uh, whole thing of getting the jobs. And they, mm-hmm. they, they get that taken care of. Um, um, the dude at the nail world give, gives them uh, they they both talk about wanting to they they both end up agreeing to take his daughter to the prom or the dance or whatever the fuck it was, and um, <laughs> they uh, <coughs> they um he he advances them money for their for their amp so they can play at the dance, and uh, so so then they. We've got uh, we've got Roxanne sunbathing with uh, with the mom, the stepmom. I think, I think her name's Missy. Um, I think so. Yeah, she uh, they they're sunbathing in the backyard by the pool. They uh, she uh. They, they have like a couple funny lines here and there about how she needs, you know, strong suntan lotion. <laughs> um, whatever. Um, stupid shit because, you know, cause she's basically black and white. <laughs> um, so then, um, she, cause she had this like bag of money with her. <laughs> this, this, this plot was so weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, she, she takes the, um, she gets sent off into a, into a cab by Missy and, uh, Bill and Ted come back and they try to, they, they come back to try to save her. She gets sent off to go, you know, start a new life with her money and stuff in a cab. And, uh, then we've got a to be continued. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> which that was never yeah. finished. Well, also too before that, they realized that they're in the comic book now. Um, oh yeah, they did earlier, and they they're worried about her because or about the about her boyfriend in the comic book and stuff. So right, yeah. So they need to fix things, but we'll never know what happens. Right, because it's just like you know, it, it's half like, of, it's half of a two parter. Yeah, that was never finished. Um, as far yep. as we know. So, um... Yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> um, while we got a little bit of time here before we take our next break here, Matt, um, just wanted to ask, what is, what, what did you think of this episode? You know, not much. I mean, it wasn't... It didn't really affect me in any way at all. I mean, it wasn't... didn't make me mad or just, like, it just being, like, a really bad show. It's just, um... It just was kind of boring, really. Yeah. Um, the show actually does get better, the series. I, uh, I've i watched every episode. Um, okay. <laughs> not recently, but I have watched every episode, and it's it's actually not a bad series. Um, it's nowhere near as good as the movies. But, you know, you do have um, Evan Richards, who plays Bill... And Christopher Kennedy, who plays Ted, are pretty decent in their roles. I mean, they're basically just imitating Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not bringing anything new to the table here. But they were pretty good, you know, castings here. Um, rest of the cast was pretty